0: Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace.
1: See, this is the attitude of a steward. I'm just giving back to you a portion of what you've given me. When you start giving, it starts a supernatural flow towards you of God's ability. God will bless you more than you deserve. God will bless you and make things work better than they ever could have. And now, here's Andrew. WELCOME TO OUR WEDNESDAY'S BROADCAST OF THE GOSPEL TRUTH. TODAY I'M INTO THE MIDDLE OF MY SECOND WEEK OF TEACHING ON FINANCIAL STEWARDSHIP. I TELL YOU, THIS IS POWERFUL STUFF, AND I'M TAKING A DIFFERENT APPROACH THAN WHAT MOST PEOPLE DO. Uh, INSTEAD OF JUST TEACHING YOU HOW TO GET MONEY, I'M TEACHING YOU THE RIGHT ATTITUDE TOWARDS MONEY. AND I BELIEVE IF YOU GET YOUR HEART RIGHT, then God is looking for somebody who will have a pure heart, who will use money to first of all establish the kingdom of God and then have their needs supplied just as a fruit, as a byproduct of this relationship with God. And when God finds somebody like that, man, He will prosper you. And you know, I'm using myself as an example. I'm not a perfect example, but I'm telling you, this is working for me. My wife and I, WE'RE POOR, 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 AND YET NOW GOD HAS BLESSED US AND WE SEE A LOT OF THINGS HAPPENING. AND, uh, YOU KNOW, I REFRAIN FROM TELLING PEOPLE EVERYTHING THAT GOD HAS DONE IN MY LIFE BECAUSE THEY THINK I'M BRAGGING, OR WHEN THEY HEAR ABOUT HOW GOD HAS BLESSED SO MUCH, THEY THINK, WELL, YOU DON'T NEED US TO GIVE. (laughs) BOY, MY VISION IS STILL WAY OUT THERE. I STILL NEED PEOPLE TO GIVE. SO ANYWAY, I HAVE TO REFRAIN MYSELF FROM GIVING THE DETAILS, BUT I'M JUST TELLING YOU, IT WORKS. GOD HAS BLESSED ME AND PROSPERED ME, AND IT'S BECAUSE WE GIVE. WE GIVE THINGS AWAY. WE'RE GIVING THIS BOOK AWAY. THIS IS A GIFT TO YOU, AND WE WILL GIVE AWAY TENS OF THOUSANDS OF THESE. WE'RE GIVING THESE CD'S AND DVD'S AWAY. MAN, I DON'T KNOW. IT'LL BE HUNDREDS OF THOUSANDS OF DOLLARS. WE HAVE GIVEN AWAY. WE QUIT COUNTING AT OVER A HUNDRED MILLION BOOKS, CD'S, DVD'S. WE GIVE, GIVE, GIVE. I've been giving things away for over 50 years, and this is not including our website where everything... We have over 200,000 hours of free material on our website. Now, there are some things that are for sale. Our living commentary, I think, is $120. We've got the biblical worldview. There's a few things on there that we have that we put a price on because they're so expensive and stuff. But I'm, I'm saying that uh, not including our website where... WE GIVE THESE 200,000 HOURS AWAY FREE OF CHARGE. WE HAVE GIVEN AWAY OVER A HUNDRED MILLION BOOKS, CDS, WORKBOOKS, uh, ALL OF THESE KIND OF THINGS. AND, MAN, IT'S WORKING. GOD BLESSES US. AMEN? SO I'M NOT SAYING THAT FOR MY BENEFIT. I'M SAYING IT FOR YOURS THAT IT WORKS. IT WORKS, BUT IT'S A hard ATTITUDE. And God has worked this attitude in my heart. I'm not perfect in it, but I'm better than I used to be. I'm moving in that direction. I hadn't arrived, but I've left. And I'm just giving a testimony. I doubt seriously in, you know, in some of these foreign countries, there may be people who were poorer than I was. But in the United States, I doubt if there's anybody watching this program who's been poorer than I was unless, I mean, I didn't stay there. It was for a brief period of time. But for a few years, my wife and I struggled you know our first year of marriage, my total income was $1,253 and we had $100 a month rent payment. That's not including utilities. That's not including food, gas, anything else. $1,253 and the second year of our marriage, our income went up to, I think it was $2,300. And I know that that's been a while ago, but still it was poor at that time. We have struggled AND YET NOW GOD IS BLESSING US, AND I'M JUST SAYING THIS TO SAY THAT THE THINGS I'M SHARING WITH YOU WORK. SO JESUS SAID IN THE 16TH CHAPTER OF THE BOOK OF LUKE, HE SAYS IF YOU CAN'T TRUST HIM IN FINANCES, THEN YOU CAN'T TRUST HIM IN OTHER THINGS. IF YOU CAN'T DO THAT WHICH IS LEAST, WHICH HE'S SAYING TRUSTING HIM IN THIS AREA OF FINANCES IS THE LEAST USE OF YOUR FAITH. IF YOU CAN'T DO THAT WHICH IS LEAST, YOU CAN'T DO THAT WHICH IS GREATEST. AND IF YOU'RE PAYING ATTENTION, THIS OUGHT TO ANSWER A QUESTION FOR MANY PEOPLE ABOUT WHY IS IT THAT I'M STRUGGLING TO RECEIVE MY HEALING, TO HEAR THE VOICE OF GOD AND SOME OTHER THING. IT'S BECAUSE YOU HAVEN'T STARTED TRUSTING GOD IN THE AREA OF FINANCES YET. AND THAT'S A RADICAL STATEMENT. AND SOME PEOPLE SAY, I CAN'T BELIEVE YOU'RE SAYING THAT. YOU'RE SAYING THAT YOU'VE GOT TO... YOU'VE GOT TO START OPERATING FAITHFULLY IN THIS AREA OF FINANCES BEFORE THESE OTHER THINGS WORK. YEP, THAT'S WHAT I'M SAYING. THAT'S WHAT JESUS SAID. AND I USED YESTERDAY, I RAN OUT OF TIME. LET ME TURN BACK OVER HERE AND USE THIS, BUT IN THE TENTH CHAPTER OF THE BOOK OF MARK IS WHERE THE RICH YOUNG RULER CAME TO JESUS. HE RAN AND FELL AT JESUS' FEET AND SAID, GOOD MASTER, WHAT MUST I DO TO INHERIT ETERNAL LIFE? AND JESUS KNEW THAT HIS HEART WASN'T RIGHT. NOW, OUTWARDLY, HE LOOKED GOOD. MOST OF US WOULD HAVE EMBRACED HIM, SAID, COME ON IN. WE WOULD HAVE MADE HIM ONE OF THE TWELVE APOSTLES BECAUSE, MAN, HE JUST LOOKED REALLY GOOD. BUT JESUS LOOKED ON HIS HEART. FIRST SAMUEL sixteen seven. MAN LOOKS ON THE outward APPEARANCE, BUT GOD LOOKS ON THE HEART. AND GOD LOOKED AT HIM AND KNEW THAT HIS HEART WASN'T RIGHT, AND SO HE SAYS, WHY ARE YOU CALLING ME GOOD? THERE'S NONE GOOD BUT ONE. THAT'S GOD. YOU EITHER CALL ME GOD, YOU EITHER SUBMIT TO ME AS GOD, OR QUIT JUST CALLING ME GOOD. DID YOU KNOW WE STILL HAVE THIS SAME PROBLEM TODAY? THERE'S LOTS OF PEOPLE WHO ARE WILLING TO SAY THAT JESUS WAS A GREAT EXAMPLE HE WAS PROBABLY THE GREATEST EXAMPLE OF WALKING IN LOVE, TURNING THE OTHER CHEEK, YIELDING HIS LIFE AS A SACRIFICE, BUT THEY AREN'T WILLING TO WORSHIP HIM AS GOD. THEY WILL SAY HE'S A WAY TO GOD. BUT JESUS SAID, I AM THE WAY TO GOD. I AM THE WAY, THE TRUTH, THE LIFE. JOHN CHAPTER 14, VERSE 6, YOU EITHER HAVE TO WORSHIP JESUS AS GOD AND BOW THE KNEE TO HIM AS LORD. HE'S EITHER LORD OR HE'S NOT. And there's people that are willing to go part way. They admire some of the things of Christianity. They may believe it's the best moral code available, but they aren't willing to just accept Jesus and trust him 100%. They're still going to perform their own goodness and believe that God owes them something. Well, Jesus saw through this man. And you know how he revealed it to him? THIS MAN, HE TOLD HIM, HE SAYS, YOU DO THE COMMANDMENTS, NOT BECAUSE THAT'S THE WAY THAT YOU HAVE A RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD, BUT THE OLD TESTAMENT COMMANDMENTS WERE GIVEN TO SHOW YOU GOD'S STANDARD WAS ABOVE YOUR ABILITY TO PERFORM. IT WAS TO MAKE YOU DESPAIR OF SELF-SALVATION, SELF-RIGHTEOUSNESS, AND YOU'D SAY, GOD, IF THIS IS WHAT YOU DEMAND, HAVE MERCY ON ME, A SINNER. AND SO THAT WAS THE PURPOSE OF THE LAW WAS TO BRING YOU INTO CONDEMNATION AND SHOW YOU YOUR NEED FOR SALVATION. YOU COULDN'T SAVE YOURSELF. AND SO HE SAYS, YOU KNOW THE COMMANDMENTS. IF YOU'RE GOING TO SAY, WHAT MUST I DO TO INHERIT ETERNAL LIFE? WELL, THEN WHAT YOU'VE GOT TO DO IS BE PERFECT. SO HE GAVE HIM ALL THIS, AND THIS MAN SAID, MASTER, ALL OF THESE THINGS HAVE I DONE SINCE MY YOUTH. NOTICE, HE DROPPED THE GOOD. HE STARTED SAYING, GOOD MASTER. JESUS SAID, YOU EITHER CALL ME GOD OR QUIT CALLING ME GOOD. WELL, HE DROPPED THE GOOD BECAUSE HE WAS NOT WILLING TO MAKE JESUS GOD. HE WASN'T WILLING TO SUBMIT ONLY TO HIM. HE WAS STILL TRUSTING IN HIMSELF AND IN HIS OWN GOODNESS. AND HE SAYS, I'VE KEPT ALL OF THESE COMMANDMENTS SINCE MY YOUTH. DID YOU KNOW THAT'S A LIE? HE THOUGHT HE HAD DONE GOOD RELATIVE TO OTHER PEOPLE, BUT THE VERY FIRST COMMAND IS, YOU SHALL HAVE NO OTHER GODS BEFORE ME. THIS IS OUT OF EXODUS CHAPTER 20. YOU SHALL HAVE NO OTHER GODS BEFORE ME. DID YOU KNOW THIS MAN'S MONEY WAS HIS GOD? He would, HE WOULD LET GO OF JESUS BEFORE HE WOULD LET GO OF HIS MONEY. AND THEN THE LAST COMMANDMENT IN EXODUS CHAPTER 20, THE TENTH COMMANDMENT IS THAT YOU SHALL NOT COVET ANYTHING THAT BELONGS TO ANOTHER. THIS MAN WAS COVETOUS. IN COLOSSIANS CHAPTER 3, VERSE 5, SAYS THAT COVETOUSNESS IS IDOLATRY. THIS MAN was covetous, which is idolatry. He had broken the first and the tenth commandment, and I believe probably every commandment in between. Now, he was probably relatively good compared to you or me or other of his peers, but the Bible says in Romans chapter 3 verse 23 that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You aren't going to be judged relative to how you perform to other people. You're going to be put up against Jesus. Are you as perfect as Jesus? Are you as holy as Jesus? EVERY SINGLE PERSON HAS TO SAY NO. AND IF YOU FELL SHORT OF THAT STANDARD, THE GLORY OF GOD, THEN THE WAGES OF THAT SIN IS DEATH, ROMANS CHAPTER 6, VERSE 23. THERE ISN'T A HELL NUMBER 2 OR A HELL NUMBER 3. IF YOU MISS HEAVEN BY AN INCH, YOU MISS IT BY A MILE. YOU NEED A SAVIOR. YOU NEED TO QUIT TRUSTING IN YOURSELF. THIS MAN WAS DECEIVED, THINKING, I'M RELATIVELY GOOD. CERTAINLY GOD'S GOING TO ACCEPT ME. AND THAT'S THE REASON HE CAME SAYING, WHAT MUST I DO TO INHERIT ETERNAL LIFE? IT'S NOT WHAT YOU DO. YOU KNOW, I HAD A FUNERAL SERVICE FOR A MAN THAT WASN'T OUTWARDLY A REAL GODLY MAN. HE he WASN'T A CHURCH GUY. HE WASN'T A RELIGIOUS GUY. BUT I WITNESSED TO HIM. A LOT OF OUR PEOPLE HERE WITNESSED TO HIM. AND THIS MAN, I BELIEVE, HAD A RELATIONSHIP WITH THE LORD. AND SO AT HIS FUNERAL, I WAS CONDUCTING HIS FUNERAL, AND I MADE THE STATEMENT, I SAID, GOOD PEOPLE DON'T GO TO HEAVEN, AND BAD PEOPLE DON'T GO TO HELL. AND IT SHOCKED PEOPLE. THEY WERE JUST LOOKING AT ME LIKE, WHAT ARE YOU SAYING? I SAID, FORGIVEN PEOPLE GO TO HEAVEN, AND PEOPLE THAT HAVE NOT ACCEPTED FORGIVENESS GO TO HELL. THERE'S GOING TO BE GOOD PEOPLE IN HELL BECAUSE THEY TRUSTED IN THEIR OWN GOODNESS. THERE'S GOING TO BE BAD PEOPLE IN HEAVEN BECAUSE THEY HUMBLED themselves AND RECEIVED SALVATION AS A GIFT. AND I BELIEVE THAT THIS MAN TRULY DID RECEIVE SALVATION, AND I BELIEVE THAT GOD ACCEPTED HIM. AND YET THERE'S SOME PEOPLE THAT WOULD JUST SAY, WELL, HE WASN'T A REAL GODLY PERSON. HOW COULD YOU SAY HE WENT TO HIM? BECAUSE HE WAS FORGIVEN. ALL OF US HAVE SINNED. THERE'S NOBODY THAT DESERVES SALVATION. IT ALL COMES ON THE BASIS OF GRACE. AND SO ANYWAY, THIS MAN WAS TRUSTING IN HIMSELF. I'VE KEPT ALL OF THESE TEN COMMANDMENTS. I'VE DONE EVERYTHING. THE BIBLE SAYS ALL OF SIN COMES SHORT OF THE GLORY OF GOD. HE WAS SAYING, NO, THAT'S NOT TRUE. I HAVE DONE IT. AND SO YOU KNOW HOW JESUS BROUGHT HIM OUT OF THIS DECEPTION? LOOK AT THIS IN VERSE 21. JESUS, BEHOLDING HIM, LOVED HIM. I WANT TO EMPHASIZE THIS. BECAUSE SOME PEOPLE, WHEN YOU START PREACHING THINGS LIKE THIS, THAT YOU'VE GOT TO BE FAITHFUL IN THAT WHICH IS LEAST BEFORE GOD WILL COMMIT GREATER THINGS TO YOU. AND THE THINGS THAT I'M SAYING, SOME PEOPLE SAY, MAN, YOU'RE JUST SAYING THIS. YOU'RE HARD ON PEOPLE. JESUS SAID SOMETHING HERE THAT MOST PEOPLE, I BET YOU 99.99% OF ALL CHRISTIANS TODAY WOULD NOT SAY THIS BECAUSE OF THE BACKLASH, BECAUSE OF THE CRITICISM THAT THEY'D GET. HE'S GOING TO SAY SOME HARSH THINGS, BUT IT'S PREFACED BY SAYING JESUS, BEHOLDING HIM, LOVED HIM. HE DIDN'T SAY THESE THINGS BECAUSE HE DIDN'T LOVE HIM. HE LOVED HIM. I'M GOING TO say, I HAVE BEEN SAYING, AND I'M GOING TO CONTINUE TO SAY SOME THINGS ABOUT OUR STEWARDSHIP AND OUR USE OF FINANCES AND TRUSTING GOD IN THIS AREA. I'M GOING TO SAY SOME THINGS THAT ARE HARSH. And some people are going to think, man, you are strong in this area. And they may sit there and judge my motives and say, you just don't love people. You're being mean to people. You aren't compassionate. But it's just the opposite. Just like Jesus, Jesus beholding this man loved him. And that's the reason he said this. The reason I'm saying these things to you is because I love you. I've seen what trusting God in this area of finances has done for me. IT HAS REVOLUTIONIZED MY LIFE. AND NOT ONLY IN THE AREA OF FINANCES, BUT THIS APPLIES TO EVERYTHING. ONCE YOU START TRUSTING GOD WITH YOUR FINANCES, IT BECOMES INFINITELY EASIER TO TRUST GOD WITH YOUR HEALING AND TO TRUST GOD WITH YOUR SPOUSE AND TO TRUST GOD FOR THE DIRECTION OF YOUR LIFE AND TO STAND AGAINST CRITICISM AND ON AND ON AND ON IT GOES. I'M TELLING YOU, WHEN YOU START GIVING, AND NOT JUST GIVING OCCASIONALLY, NOT JUST GIVING WHEN IT'S CONVENIENT, NOT JUST GIVING WHEN YOU HAVE ENOUGH LEFT OVER THAT IF THE WORD DOESN'T WORK AND IT DOESN'T GET MULTIPLIED BACK TO YOU, YOU'LL HAVE ENOUGH TO MAKE IT ANYWAY. NO, WHEN YOU START GIVING CONSISTENTLY, REGULARLY, EVERY SINGLE TIME, YOU GIVE EVEN WHEN IT HURTS. WHEN YOU START GIVING LIKE THAT AND YOU SEE GOD COME THROUGH AND YOU SEE MIRACULOUS SUPPLY, IT DOES SOMETHING TO YOUR FAITH. IT DOES SOMETHING TO YOUR RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD. IT CHANGES YOUR HEART. MAN, I COULD GIVE YOU DOZENS AND DOZENS AND DOZENS OF EXAMPLES OF THIS. YOU KNOW, I REMEMBER BACK WHEN JAMIE AND I WERE REALLY POOR. AGAIN, IT WAS MY FAULT. I WAS CALLED TO THE MINISTRY. AND SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER, I THOUGHT THAT IF I WAS CALLED TO BE A MINISTER, THAT I WAS SINNING AGAINST GOD IF I WORKED A SECULAR JOB. I SHOULD BE GIVING MYSELF 100% TO PRAYING AND FASTING AND STUDYING THE WORD. AND SO I WOULDN'T WORK A JOB. AND THIS IS BACK BEFORE I HAD A CHURCH, BEFORE I HAD PEOPLE I WAS MINISTERING TO. I WAS HOLDING A BIBLE STUDY AND MINISTERING TO JUST A HANDFUL OF PEOPLE PER WEEK. I WASN'T MINISTERING FULL-TIME, AND I SHOULDN'T HAVE EXPECTED TO LIVE OF THE GOSPEL FULL-TIME. But I didn't understand that. And I, in my way of thinking, I just had to commit myself that God, I'm going to serve you 100% and I will not go work a secular job. And because of that, Jamie and I, for at least five years or six years, we nearly starved. We went through some tough times. And anyway, one of those times, we had been days without eating. And when I say, you know, some people, when they talk about not eating, they just, that means they can't go buy a steak. That means they have to eat some of the frozen food they had in the freezer or they have to eat something that was canned. When Jamie and I had nothing, we had nothing. I mean all I had, we kept a little container of salt that we put in the refrigerator because we lived in Texas and because of the humidity it'd clump up and we'd put it in the refrigerator to keep it fresh. And that's all we had. We didn't have ketchup. We we might have had some ice in the ice maker, but I mean we had nothing. Nothing. WE WERE DRINKING WATER FOR DAYS. AND um, ANYWAY, WE HAD, I THINK IT WAS 75 CENTS. WE HAD NO CREDIT CARDS, NO BANK ACCOUNT, NO PHONE. WE COULDN'T GET A PHONE. WE COULDN'T DO ANYTHING. WE WERE BARELY SURVIVING. AND WE HAD LIKE 75 CENTS. AND JAMIE DECIDED THAT SHE WOULD TAKE THAT 75 CENTS AND GO TO THE uh, WASHATERIA, THE LAUNDRY MAT THAT WAS IN OUR APARTMENT COMPLEX, AND SHE HAD ENOUGH CLOTHES TO WASH that she didn't want to just carry him, so she put him in our car. And our car, man, I could spend time describing that. But it was a dog. It was it was just barely running. It had burned a quart of oil every fifty miles. And anyway, she went over and drove over to the uh, laundromat to do some clothes. And while she was gone, I was praying and saying, God, this isn't right. And at the time, I didn't understand it was my own fault. And I said, I'm doing what I know to do. And we don't have any money, God. YOU'VE GOT TO DO something, AND THEN I GOT TO PRAY, AND GOD, YOU KNOW, GIVE JAMIE SOMETHING EVEN IF I DON'T GET SOMETHING. AND and I WAS PRAYING, AND I SAID, GOD, I'D GIVE MY RIGHT ARM TO FEED JAMIE. AND AS SOON AS I SAID THAT, THE LORD SPOKE TO ME, AND HE SAYS, I GAVE MY SON TO SUPPLY YOUR NEED. AND HE REMINDED ME OF PHILIPPIANS 4, 19, AND SPECIFICALLY, LUKE CHAPTER 12, VERSE 32, WHICH SAYS, FEAR NOT, LITTLE FLOCK, FOR IT'S YOUR FATHER'S GOOD PLEASURE to give you the kingdom. And when he spoke that to me, I just all of a sudden had an infusion of faith, and I knew that God loved us, and even though whatever was wrong, which it turned out it was all my fault that we were in that situation, but that whatever the problem was, God was going to take care of us. And I just, I started praising God because I knew, you know, the Bible says, Galatians 5, 6, that faith works by love. AND, MAN, WHEN I FELT GOD'S LOVE, WHEN I HEARD HIM SAY THAT I GAVE MY SON TO SUPPLY YOUR NEED, FEAR NOT, LITTLE FLOCK, FOR IT'S YOUR FATHER'S GOOD PLEASURE TO GIVE YOU THE KINGDOM. WHEN I HEARD THAT, I faith ROSE UP, LOVE ROSE UP, FAITH ROSE UP, AND I JUST KNEW THAT WE WERE GOING TO EAT THAT DAY. SO JAMIE GOT BACK FROM WASHING THE CLOTHES, AND WHEN SHE GOT BACK, WE HAD NOTHING FOR LUNCH. AND THEN WE HAD NOTHING FOR SUPPER. SO WE WENT TO CHURCH THAT NIGHT. IT WAS A WEDNESDAY NIGHT. AND AT CHURCH, ONE OF OUR FRIENDS THAT LIVED IN THAT APARTMENT COMPLEX, HE SAYS, WOULD YOU COME OVER TO MY APARTMENT TONIGHT AFTER CHURCH? AND I SAID, SURE. AND I THOUGHT, MAN, THIS IS IT. THEY'RE GOING TO SHARE SOME FOOD WITH US AND WE'RE GOING TO BE ABLE TO EAT. SO WE WENT OVER THERE AND WE JUST SAT AND TALKED FOR LIKE 30 MINUTES OR SO AND HE DIDN'T OFFER US A THING. AND I THOUGHT, WELL, <laughs> uh, I DON'T KNOW HOW, BUT WE'RE GOING TO HAVE SOMETHING TO EAT TONIGHT BEFORE MIDNIGHT. And so we, we said goodbye. We were getting ready to leave. And he said, Oh, here, I wanted to give this to you. I went over to your apartment today to give this to you, but he says, you weren't there. And I said, I was there all day. And he says, Well, your car wasn't there. The only time that the car left all day, we didn't have enough money to buy gas and go anywhere. The only time that car left was just to drive over to the other side of the apartment so that Jamie could wash the clothes. It was during the exact time that I was praying and saying, GOD, I'D GIVE MY RIGHT ARM TO FEED JAMIE, AND HE SPOKE TO ME. THAT WAS THE ONLY TIME THAT CAR WAS GONE. SO EXACTLY WHILE I WAS PRAYING, GOD WAS MEETING MY NEED. THIS GUY GAVE ME A BOX FULL OF FISH. I MEAN, IT WAS PROBABLY 20 OR 30 FISH THAT HE HAD CAUGHT, AND HE SAYS, I WANTED TO GIVE THESE TO YOU. AND I GUESS HE COULD TELL BY MY REACTION that, man, I was so excited over this. He says, here, you need some stuff to go with it. And so he gave us potatoes, and I think he gave us some beans or peas or something. He gave us all kinds of stuff. Boy, Jamie and I rushed over to our apartment. She cooked this stuff up, and just a minute or two before midnight, we ate food that day. And I'm telling you, that was awesome. And God has brought me from those kind of situations to where today, man, I don't even think about it. GOD HAS BLESSED ME AND PROSPERED ME FAR BEYOND JUST SUPPLYING my needs, BUT SUPPLYING ALL OF THE NEEDS OF THE MINISTRY. SO THE REASON I BRING THAT TESTIMONY OUT IS JESUS SAID THESE THINGS TO HIM ABOUT FINANCES, NOT BECAUSE HE WAS MAD AT HIM. HE LOVED HIM. AND WHETHER YOU CAN PERCEIVE IT OR NOT, IT'S BECAUSE I LOVE YOU. AND I'M WANTING OTHER PEOPLE TO START EXPERIENCING THE PROSPERITY THAT GOD HAS GIVEN US. I'm saying these things, they may sound like they're harsh things and you're sitting here criticizing the way I'm managing my money, but I'm going to say these things the way that Jesus did because I love you. So it says, Jesus, beholding him, loved him and then said unto him, one thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast and give to the poor and thou shalt have treasure in heaven and come take up the cross and follow me. JESUS TOLD HIM TO SELL EVERYTHING HE HAD. NOW, THIS WAS A RICH MAN. THE BIBLE DOESN'T SAY HOW RICH HE WAS, BUT I SUSPECT HE OWNED HIS OWN HOUSE. he, he OWNED ANIMALS. HE PROBABLY HAD SERVANTS. HE CERTAINLY HAD SOME KIND OF ASSETS uh, STORED SOMEPLACE. HE PROBABLY HAD JEWELS, GOOD CLOTHING, FURNITURE, WHO KNOWS WHAT THIS MAN HAD. BUT ANYWAY, HE he HAD A LOT, AND JESUS SAID, GO SELL EVERYTHING YOU HAVE AND GIVE IT TO THE POOR, AND THEN COME FOLLOW ME. JESUS MADE THIS MAN'S FOLLOWING HIM. HE SAYS, WHAT MUST I DO TO INHERIT ETERNAL LIFE? HE WAS WANTING TO IDENTIFY WITH JESUS, AND JESUS SAYS, I'M NOT GOING TO LET YOU IDENTIFY WITH ME UNTIL YOU SELL EVERYTHING THAT YOU HAVE AND GIVE IT TO THE POOR. You know, if I was to do that, if we were in a service right now, let's say, just say there was a thousand people, and somebody came running to the front and fell at my feet and says, man, I want to serve you. I want to be a part of what you're doing. Or if, you know, if I was pastor, I don't have a church, but if I was pastor in a church and they said, we want to come join the church, and if they ran to the front and fell on their knees and says, we want to join the church, if the minister was to say, you sell everything you've got first, AND GIVE IT TO THE POOR AND THEN COME AND YOU CAN JOIN THIS CHURCH. THEN COME AND YOU CAN BE ASSOCIATED WITH ME. IF I WAS TO DO THAT TODAY, I CAN GUARANTEE YOU I WOULD MAKE THE NEWS. I WOULD BE ON ALL OF THE CHRISTIAN PUBLICATIONS. THEY WOULD BE CALLING ME A CULT. THEY WOULD BE COMING OUT AGAINST ME. I MEAN, THIS WAS RADICAL. SOMETIMES WHEN WE READ THINGS IN THE BIBLE, WE DON'T REALLY THINK ABOUT IT AND DON'T GET THE FULL IMPACT. THIS WAS RADICAL. Jesus told a man, before you can follow me, you got to sell everything you've got. Why did he do that? Because he hated him? Because he wanted his money? No, he told him to give it to the poor. He did it because he loved him. And he goes on to say down here in the 30th verse that there's not a single person that ever gives up these things, house, father, mother, brother, sister, lands, for my sake, but what he will receive a hundredfold in this time. This man, if he would have done this, this would have been the key to the greatest influx of prosperity into his life that he would have ever had. Jesus wasn't taking from him. He was giving to him. But he was getting his heart right. This man was only going to serve Jesus as long as it prospered him. But when Jesus asked him to deny himself and to put the kingdom of God first and to sell things, this man wasn't willing to do it. AND I'M TELLING YOU, THERE'S PEOPLE WATCHING THIS PROGRAM RIGHT NOW THAT YOU QUOTE UNQUOTE LOVE THE LORD, BUT YOU DON'T LOVE THE LORD ENOUGH TO FOLLOW HIS GUIDELINES ON GIVING. YOU AREN'T A STEWARD. YOU'RE AN OWNER. YOU'RE MANAGING YOUR OWN MONEY. IT'S YOURS. YOU'RE GOING TO DO WITH IT WHAT YOU WANT. AND YOU KNOW WHAT THE LORD SAYS. YOU KNOW HE TOLD YOU TO GIVE, BUT THAT DOESN'T MATTER. I'M TELLING YOU, THAT'S WRONG. THE BEST DECISION YOU WOULD EVER MAKE WOULD BE TO FOLLOW GOD.
0: On March 23, 1968, Andrew Wommack received a dramatic revelation of God's unconditional love and grace. Since then, Andrew has shared this nearly too-good-to-be-true news with millions of listeners worldwide. With his daily television show reaching 4.4 billion people worldwide, Andrew's message is changing more lives than ever before. He's expanding the vision through Karis Bible College, which has already discipled thousands of students around the globe and continues to grow every year. To learn more about what God is doing through the ministry, visit awmi.net. Andrew is offering his complete teaching on financial stewardship in your choice of either a book, CD album, or DVD album as his free gift to
1: you today. LET ME REMIND YOU ONCE AGAIN THAT I'M GIVING THIS BOOK TO YOU AS A GIFT, EITHER THE BOOK OR THE CD SET OR THE DVD SET. ANY ONE OF THESE YOU CAN GET ABSOLUTELY FREE BY JUST REQUESTING IT. WE ALSO HAVE A DVD OF TESTIMONIES OF PEOPLE THAT THIS TEACHING ON PROSPERITY HAS CHANGED THEM AND THEY'RE EXPERIENCING THIS. WE HAVE THE BOOK IN SPANISH. WE ALSO HAVE STUDY GUIDES IN ENGLISH AND IN SPANISH. AND AGAIN, I JUST WANT TO EMPHASIZE how important it is for you to begin to start trusting God in this area. This is a key, if you can't do that which is least, you can't do that which is greatest. So please take advantage of this product. It will be a blessing to you.
0: Go to awmi.net to order your free product today. This offer is limited to one free product per household and is only available in the US, UK, Canada, and Australia. This teaching is also available as a companion study guide for a gift of any amount when you contact us. Or you can get these valuable resources in the Financial Stewardship Package. This package includes the Financial Stewardship book, study guide, and your choice of either the CD or DVD album, as well as the Financial Breakthroughs DVD. This DVD includes six testimonies of people that experience the freedom of turning their finances over to God. This package has a catalog value of $115, but you can get it today for only $80. This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get these products. We want to say a special thank you to the Grace Partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your gifts make it possible to put free ministry materials into the hands of many people in need. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net or you can call our helpline 24 hours a day, five days a week, Monday through Friday at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We'd like to point out Andrew's upcoming speaking schedule. Mark your calendars to come meet Andrew at one of these events and let the Word of God transform your life. In the month of December, Andrew will be in Woodland Park to host the musical production, The Heart of Christmas. The Heart of Christmas is an unforgettable mix of biblical stories with heartwarming, familiar seasonal songs and American traditions that represent the true meaning of the season. In January, start off the new year with Andrew and guest speaker Dennis Burke in Glendale, Arizona at the Phoenix Gospel Truth Conference. For more details on Andrew's next meeting in your area, visit our website at awmi.net. From the creators of God With Us comes the heart of Christmas, a story like you've never experienced before, a story that takes you around the world and back through time, an adventure for you and your entire family to enjoy year after year. As a special offer for the holiday season, Andrew would like to offer you the Heart of Christmas DVD for just $25. Order your copy today at awmi.net.